0: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer,
1: the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble
0: responsibly for 1-800-858-858. Hey there, it's Timmy Manor, and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. I've got a special guest today, and if you listen to the show, he's not new. We've had him before, and we're very lucky to have him back. But just for those that haven't, heard him before, I do want to give an intro. Let me tell you a bit about uh, the great man, George Danzy, the Reverend George, um, our special guest. He's one of the most respected and well-known voices amongst Christian athletes across the country and around the world, guys. He's been a sports chaplain with the Parramatta Eels for over 10 years, starting all the way back in 2011, and his work and dedication was finally recognized in 2017 when he received the prestigious Mick Cronin Club Person of the Year Award at the Parramatta Eels. He's a tremendous man, and he has a huge amount of support in the game. Tonight, our guest on the Spirit of Sport is none other than George Danzy. Georgie, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's such an honor again to be here. Thank you, Timmy. Mate, I, I'm, I'm so glad you come here. You know what? When you come here, it actually feels like home. Like, I'm in the studio right now, and it feels like this is, this is nice.
1: Honestly, I, when I walked in, I actually felt like I actually walked in home, put the leg up on the should, couch, yeah, a cup, on of on the couch, coffee, cup of tea, coffee table, but just it actually feels like home. And it's a credit to you guys, you and Bealitz.
0: Mate, your wife's not here, so you don't have to say no feet on the couch, all right? No. I know you put your feet on the couch when she's not there, <laughs> all right? She's not here to
1: get in trouble. Well, you just want to try and make everyone feel at home, right?
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm I'm actually really excited you're here. And the reason we are here today is it's Easter Sunday today, mate. And I I really want us to dig a little bit deeper, you know. For a lot of our listeners, um, you know, Easter is pretty much Easter eggs, Easter bunny, Um Sunday footy and a public holiday. So that's pretty much the first things you think of when you think of Easter. But yeah. I wanted to get you on the show because um obviously, you know, being a pastor, uh, there's so much more about Easter and the real reason behind the season is so important. Um uh, and sometimes I feel like it gets caught it gets washed away in all the hype of everything else that comes with Easter. So I thought today let's just have a chat. We're not um nothing's prepared, guys. Listeners, it's nothing prepared. We just wanna have a chat about Easter and I guess you know one the origins of how it started and what it's about and two what it means in our lives. So let's let's start with the origins. Okay. Um, in a nutshell, which I'm sure most listeners know what Easter is, but in a nutshell, what is Easter and, and what's the meaning behind it?
1: Well, in a nutshell, and in today's terms, like obviously Easter is exciting part of the year for so many, brings everyone together. Um, it, it, in actual fact, in a nutshell. Easter was a bit of a sad moment, and uh, in moment in time, because it's it's obviously the death and resurrection of Jesus way back two thousand years ago, and the sacrifice that is uh, that it came with it. And so, in, the, in today's terms, it brings everyone together. Like people have been um, fasting for forty days before do, do, during Lent, giving up certain meals um, to get to this point. And so, um, so it's a time of getting together, sharing, but also. The main simple uh, message of it all is just to, how do how do we learn off things of each other, how to contribute, how do we bring each other and draw the strengths of each other, and also how to love on other people, how to bring you know the best out, uh, out of others, our family members, our our social networks, whatever. So I just feel like Easter is that moment where we we press the pause button, we we reflect, and we just be thankful for the things that we are being given. Yeah, you mentioned it was a sad event, but
0: I think the 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 rule. Victory of Easter is, is the fact that, you know, So Jesus, as you mentioned, died on the cross, and and the reason he died on the cross was for us, for our sins, for the wrongs we've done. Um, but the story doesn't end there. And that's I think that's that's the the real celebration of Easter is the story doesn't end there. You know, fast forward three days on the Sunday, absolutely, he, rise, he rose again and and conquered death, and and because of that, that's pretty much what all Christianity is built on on the fact that Jesus died for us and rose again for us. Yeah. Um, and as a result of that, we can live lives full of hope and knowing what eternity looks like. Um, exactly, Timmy. So, yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm, Re- Reverend Tim Manning. Yeah, that's right. That's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, that, it's that gift which makes Easter so special. Like, you know, we know, obviously Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. And, you know, for those that um, aren't, aren't Christians or aren't believers, you know, the fact that Jesus was alive is a fact. It's not a, we're not guessing... You know, it's not just a Bible that says that you look in, you know, historical books all the way through history, refer to Jesus, the, the man that was alive. Uh, we as we as Christians believe that he was the son of God, um, you know, 100% man, 100% God. So, you know, the, the reality is this this man, this died on the cross, okay? And at the time, it would have been it would have been heartbreaking. Like you talked about being sad. It would have been heartbreaking because he had a group of followers Correct. that were following on to every word that he said and, um, you know, really... Bu- really believed that he was the Messiah that was going to set them free and was, you know, God come down to earth. So for them to actually witness him humiliated, uh, beaten, bruised, bleeding, hanging from a cross and dying so publicly, and what what would that have felt like as for his followers to watch that happen?
1: Well, it's, it's sort of the same sort of thing with family members that have that, that have been gone or they've lost something really close. Very distraught, very sad, um, very... Remorseful in terms of things, because don't forget these people that were close to Jesus, he already told them what was going to happen. Yeah. So uh, either they forgot, or they didn't think it was coming in through fruition, and so on those on those days leading to it, like or even weeks before, whatever uh, days, whatever it was, like you know you can see the the, the momentum build towards um, that the him being crucified on the cross, um, and. And then all of a sudden, all his friends, his disciples, his, even his, his mum, they realized that what he was talking about this whole time through his messages, through his parables was, was coming through because he will rise on the third day. Or yeah. or they probably didn't know that day until the third day that he rose again.
0: So then he rises again three days later. And not only does he rise again, he, he makes appearances. So he appears yep. to the disciples, he yep. appears to his followers. Yep. And you, know, you can only imagine what they would have felt when they would have seen him again. Yeah. You know? Knowing his tomb is empty, yeah. and all of a sudden you've seen him in real life, you actually know he's risen again, and yeah. then they actually watch you witness him get taken up to heaven now, in a nutshell, like without simplifying Christianity too much, that right there is why we have the faith we have that's right there is as in a simple form our belief we believe that because of that one action of Christ dying for us and and rising rising again, we have the ability to have freedom in Christ, and the reason why it does that is because as humans, we're what we all deserve. We all deserve the worst. We're, we're yeah. sinners. We're born into this world naturally sinners. So what Christ does is he he says you deserve hell. Like, that's what you actually deserve as humans. We all do, because I'm actually going to stand in the way, and because of he died for us, we can have freedom through him. And that for me, I think that's quite humbling and quite like it, it, the the gratitude factor is huge when you think about. What he did, he came from a comfortable place up in heaven where he didn't need to come down to earth and came and did that for us.
1: Yeah, uh, he came in human fo- human form. Yeah, um, lived the lived the lived the life we lived, experienced everything we did, but knowing that this is what's going to happen. Yeah, to the extent where he knew he was hanging on the cross and he still forgave people on the cross right next to him. Yeah, it's mate, it's you know. Sometimes I like to look at it from.
0: From heaven's point of view, like you look up at heaven, mm. we must look like little ants. We must be like, you know, <laughs> but to think he cared that much about each of us individually, that he lo- wants to love and have a relationship with us individually, wants to know us personally. Yeah. For me, that's, it, it's, it's like incredible to think that he wants that with me. Like who, like who am I to, to think that, you know, that I can have talk to God directly. But that's what prayer is. Prayer is us talking to God. Um, and we have that access. We have that ability to speak to God whenever we want. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Bible is him speaking to us. We get to open the Bible and read his words to us. So to have that kind of access, um, yeah, it puts life into perspective. And when you realize, you know what I've got, I'm a child of God. Like I'm a, I'm, I'm more than just, um, you know, just floating through this earth, yeah. not, not
1: understanding my purpose and my destiny. Talking about prayer to me. Um, you said it, just a conversation with God. I remember years ago, there was a couple of, um, Guys playing at the time, they were, they were having a little get-togethers or gatherings or, or whatever you want to call it in the southwest of Sydney. And so they invited me one, one time to come just be part of it. So and I was young, but then I I, I, can't, I will never forget it. One of these players, he was playing at the time, but he was still new to Christianity, and, yeah. I, I, and I totally understand. Um, but then they asked him if he wanted to pray, and he, and he did. And he was the quickest five-second prayer, but I kid you not, it was the most Love-felt yeah. spiritual prayer. You can. He just said this, like, hey, um, he just said something along the lines of, Jesus, I love you. You're the man. Thank you for everything. Yeah, Amen. And you can just, you can just, you, you can't even, like, it was that quiet and peaceful straight after I felt. So, so moved by that short prayer yeah. that you're right. It doesn't have to be a long conversation. It doesn't have to be like a long or a theoretical religious type prayer where you, it's just a normal conversation we can have and going back to the to the crucifixion, like days like this, Easter especially, is a is a weekend where we just press the press a pause button, be thankful for everything. I'm I'm Fijian, good looking Fijian man. <laughs> you know, right. migrated over from Fiji yep. from Pacific Islands, yep. coming over here and just just realizing like the fact that we live in a great country. I come from a great country, live in a great country, you just you, you look back and all the things that sort of like has, has had his, God's had his hand on, on my yeah, life and yours yeah. and even having three kids. Like you just think, man, you wouldn't have thought like one day i will have three kids. And so these things sort of take, take a special, um, special perspective on your life. These type of, um, holiday weekends, especially Easter, the the fun, the chocolate is awesome, but the, the real meaning behind, just like Christmas, Easter is more like for me, it's like, you know what? Yeah. I'm grateful. I'm so grateful
0: you strike me as someone that would have chocolate as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I love bounty.
0: Bounty? Yeah, yeah the bounty. Oh the, the coconut. old coconut. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Mind you the islands <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of coconut, I remember when Samuel Radra used to climb up <laughs> so we used to we used to stay at Townsville to play the Cowboys. At the back of our hotel were yep. all these big palm trees. Palm trees, correct. And for those listening, guys, Samuel Wright used to climb these palm trees. I reckon, how tall do you reckon they were? Oh,
1: At least 15. 15 metres. Yeah.
0: And he's used to climb it in probably 15 seconds. Bare feet. Bare feet, get to the top, and just launch these coconuts <laughs> down for us to drink out of. And then come back out, it, open it for us as well.
1: It's such a thing, um, to, a sight to see. Was, like, his legs were just big as the tree the tree trunks.
0: Oh, what a legend. Oh. So, yeah, so... And we, we're going back to so the, the reason for the season. So now that we know, well, we've kind of spoke about what happened Easter, what Easter actually is, because I reckon there's a lot of people that don't even know what Easter is. They just, they know it's a public holiday, but they don't know why we celebrate you Easter. You know,
1: you brought up a good point. Like Easter, Easter, sorry to cut you off, yeah. but i was just thinking like Easter, you're, people would think, why, why are we celebrating Easter? What is it about Easter that's so significant, Um, so, um, so powerful? I think you're right because the, the, we go back to the real meaning. It's not that... You know, did it's not as what we're experiencing now, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, and it's, no one talks about it anymore. Nah, no one, nah. like like I said, it's so easy to get washed up and, and everything else we celebrate that we actually forget. Oh, hold on a second. The reason why we celebrating yeah. this day is because of what happened. Uh, and we like I said, the whole faith Christianity faith is built on the back of this one event. And as a result of that event, I feel like that's my next question is, because we have that hope, how does that affect us now? So in today's world... Why does being a Christian change the way we live, or how does it affect the way we go about our lives?
1: Because we know that we're not perfect. Yeah, yeah, we know we're not 100%. perfect, and we know we don't have to be somebody that we're not. Yeah, we're not perfect. We're not someone that we're not, and we can just be ourselves and be content with ourselves.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, and you can see it everywhere. I even see it with people where, you know, when you re- come to the realization in, in Christ when He, you know, He's done, He's cleansed our sins. He's 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 done all the stuff we don't have to do we can just be ourselves and be thankful for 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 who we are and even some some sometimes m- human beings just, we go through life 40 50 years and we just don't even know who we are
0: yeah you know go through that yeah.
1: journey but then for me what going back to your question is just being thankful for for who i am and who I, and who i'm not because and be thankful for the people that are around me that are different to 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 me you know yeah, yeah. and that's the journey of life and i think that's where was th- I was thinking about coming here today, and I'm thinking like, you know what? It's actually been been a light because he talks about being the light and salt of the earth, and I have a certain light that shines. You have a certain light that shines differently to to me, and mm. and that's the way that it's meant to be. And so I think uh, being thankful and being 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 honest about yourself and you knowing you know what I'm actually comfortable in my own skin.
0: 100. percent. That's so well put. And the the thing about being you know knowing who you are is. The Bible tells us like yeah. it, it's full of um, affirmations and who we are. You know, we're children of God. We yeah. are sons and daughters of the King. We are born again. We are like, it's just there's so much of the Bible wants us to have the assurance. And I feel like you, you're right. So many people today walk through life trying to figure out who they are. We're trying to figure out what, why am I here on earth? What's my purpose? What's, a, what's this whole thing about? And that's why I love the Bible. And that's why I think reading the Bible is so important too, is because it it is full of, it's like a, it's like a guidebook on how to do life. Yeah. it's full of advice on how to live life, and you know something as you know, I guess controversial, but something as simple as the whole sex before marriage thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you break it down, it wasn't it wasn't there as a rule to make it like you can't have fun, you can't do this, you can't. It's because he knew the, the purpose for it. So he knew that if you have sex with your wife, what that can do in terms of the relationship with you and your wife. Um, it also talks about. Yeah, you, know, you look at how many diseases are out there now, and how many of that wouldn't have been around if people weren't sleeping with people that weren't their wives. And so there's so many things there that, like the Bible, it's like a, it's like a guidebook. On you know, that's that's one example. Then it talks about, you know, the Bible talks about um, being a drunkard. The Bible talks about um, lying. The Bible talks about stealing. Like, all that stuff that, um, you know, are, are great rules to live by morally. The Bible's full of that, and that's why it gives us such a good guide in terms of how to live our lives. I want to ask you about, you know, being a Christian in sport now. So you obviously are on the battleground in terms of, um, you know, you're you're up close and personal with a lot of players and we've spoken on this show many times of the challenges of being an athlete and how, how much of a rollercoaster ride it is. And, you know, it's so easy for people to see athletes and see sports people and think that they are living the dream, but you know, probably better than anyone. Um, I guess the journey that players go on, how, how does your role, Um, affect players and how do you work with players that are going through a tough time
1: Uh, yeah that's a that's a good question I think my part of my my um, I think DNA is to how do I you know let people become good people great people like how can I influence in that level whether it be just a normal conversation over the table or even in a sport elite um, environment and I think the role that I have as a chaplain and a well-being personnel at a great club um, is just to. How can I um, – you, you see things. Yeah. You see things, you know, oh, that doesn't seem right, doesn't feel right. How can I sort of shine my light and and sort of give it a bit of light to that particular situation? And I think I think it comes up in conversation. You know, in actual fact, now they're so used to it, I can just sit in the, in my office and they can come and just talk about life. Yeah. I
0: uh,
1: yeah. like uh, relationships. uh talk about uh, 10 years down the track.
0: You really are the – Almost like the uh, shrink of the team, aren't
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna say. I did have a couple of pranks that um, that happened. I left my computer on.
0: Ah, uh, rookie. Yeah, rookie I left
1: my computer on with the email, and 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 so I ducked out, and so come back in. The players have gone out to the or to the field, and then I the f- head physio Peter Cassar comes up and he goes, "Thanks for your email." When they finish, <laughs> here
0: we go. <laughs> I said,
1: I said, what email? He looks at me and he just starts laughing. He just goes, Oh no. I think you better check your sent emails just to make sure that um you it wasn't just me. So I go straight to my email and then I see the sent messages and then here it is. Oh, this is recent. This it, it's happened this year. Yep. Um, well, here we go. Let me just get it off where so it's 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 to our head coach. Um the world is ending. Jesus is the only way to save us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> who wrote that? I'm
1: not going to say. Oh, I'm not wow. going to say, but I had to figure out who it was, but it actually, like, and that's, that's the way, and then our physio got one like, hey, do you love Jesus? Yes. So like, I, I I actually enjoy that. That's a good prank. That's good. That's yeah, a good no, prank to sounds. have. And uh, it just creates a conversation, creates, um, you know, a bit of fun and laughter. Yeah. And so like, it's, it's, it's taken a while to get to that, that point, yeah, 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 but, um, but even so, like with people, people, some, some guys, when they're injured, we've had uh, a couple of serious, you know, season ending injuries, they, they don't mind if, if you pray for them. Cause yeah, they know, yeah. They know, you know, like that's actually going to help It's, them.
0: it's funny though, cause I think athletes are kind of, uh, superstitious as well. Yeah. And when I found most of the time when players were, getting, were gone through injury or, were uh, Struggling with form or contracts, or whatever it was, that's when they want you to pray for them, or that's when they want to come visit church with you. And it was always when they found themselves in a bit of a pit. Um, and players like that, they think anything that will help will help. Like, yeah. you know, I remember uh, um, even the pre-game prayer, sometimes they had some random guys <laughs> jumping in there just because they thought it might help them play better. Do
1: you know what it is to me? Like, it's literally the hope. You now you're talking about the hope of life after the resurrection. Yeah. You know, and then when people lose. All the control of how what how to do life they lose all, they, it's out of their control they ha, they have to hope on have to hold on to something hope 100%. hope for something so like and then and and they look to people that just like yourself and other people that are consistent day to day and they look oh something about that that I love and I hope that I want to be aspired to and it's it's that it's that yeah. hope because hope is faith yeah you know and that hope that today will be tomorrow will be a better day than today
0: and that that hope and you know it gives us that assurance. Like we, as, as Christians, we know what eternity looks yeah. like. We know we're going to go to heaven. We know we're going to spend eternity with Jesus. So when, like, for example, everyone used to ask me about when Johnny passed away, how was our family? So at peace and, and so calm, because it wasn't like we weren't sure what's going to happen or, you know, where, they, where uh, will we ever see him again? Or what's his eternity look like? We know Like we, the Bible's full of assurances. So many Bible verses telling you exactly what happens, where he ends up, when you'll see him again. Um, and the Bible and Jesus does that to give us that peace so that we can not spend our lives fretting and worrying. It's no. It's that peace that you get from having that hope. And because we have that hope of not fearing death, it should allow us to live lives to the fullest because all of a sudden we're living lives not wondering aimlessly. We actually know we've got a purpose here. We're here to make a difference. We're here to help people make a lot yeah, you know, impact lives and bring and point people to Jesus. So it, it actually has a bigger picture when you actually break it all down. Yeah. Um, I, I always wondered what it's like on your end, though, because as a, as a player, it's easy to just to go through the motions as, as a Christian and just you know, wear the name tag. And if you didn't want to, you know, if I wanted to have a beer, I could have a beer because, you know, I wasn't the, the, the I guess, the, the pastor of the team. Do you, how do you handle the expectations of being the go-to Christian guy? Like, yeah. the, you know, the, it, it does bring a level of responsibility. And I guess it's, you, you said before, no one's perfect. None of us are perfect. So how do you find trying to be that example without, um, you know, contradicting yourself when you speak to them?
1: I struggled at the start because I, at the start, I thought I had to be this particular person as a perfect or, you know, like have all the answers, but I actually found the opposite as I grew in my wisdom and in my own spiritual journey. I found that, you know what, if I'm more vulnerable and transparent and I I show a bit of, um, a bit of vulnerability, it helps because they see. They see that and they go, you know what? That's um, you know, that's someone that's real. I'm not talking about athlete. I'm talking about just in congregation. Yeah, but that it translates into any aspect of life or any community. Like they see that realness, they see that transparency. They so said, "There's something I that, that I love because he's been honest with himself." So, yeah, like you're talking about having a beer. I, I've had the best conversations with people over a beer. Yeah, and it doesn't like it's been deep conversations. Yeah, um, I've like I've actually had the best conversations. I, Jesus went to people yeah jesus went from where he was to people uh, uh went to their house so i've i've learned to actually go to people wherever they at it could be at a bar it could be at their house it could be whenever they have spare time so i've got to learn those intricate um, little ones and twos about how to sort of connect with people on a on a on a good relationship basis with the foundations but um yeah the i actually think they see me more than i was like they look at me carefully yeah, and I know was. that they, I thought, they know. Yeah. I know they're looking at me without even, without even, uh, without me knowing. I remember going to somewhere, some hotel, to catch up with a good friend, and then I see another guy coming, to, literally straight towards me, and he and I've never, I've, I hadn't seen him for a year or two years. He goes, "Man, I see you, I see you. <laughs> and I love it. I see you with your family. I see." Yeah. So I was like, "Wow!" Like it really took me back because that's great. I just made my life simple. I just want to be a family, a father, present with my kids guy that loves life and loves loves God. I don't know what is happening God. <laughs> <laughs> that was guy just telling you, yes. Yeah. yeah. Wrap it up.
0: Yeah. No, that's 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 unreal, man. And it's um it's been a bit of a journey for you as well, like from volunteering your time to yeah. just be there as a support person, um, to being an official chaplain for us to being the guy that catches balls and throws it back to the <laughs> kickers and does all you know, the packing up and cleaning up. Like how did you go like from just a volunteer that just loved loved on the boys to your role now, which is pretty much you know a full time employee at the club
1: yeah well that, that, that has been a journey like at the start, it was just gone from being there for about an hour or two hours knowing you and and some other boys talk, uh, talking and just chatting and just standing there trying to uh, feel awkward and feel uncomfortable Because i I tell chaplains too like you gotta you gotta be able to um be put in situations that you're not comfortable with, and yeah, I'm glad I went that like there was probably a good year, two years where I just, I had to face the fact that I've got to be uncomfortable with
0: it. Comfortable and uncomfortable.
1: Correct. And yeah. with the, with the environment, with the people, the personalities that's involved. Yeah. Um, and then I saw little, little gaps where I can sort of help out. If if I earn my respect, I could, uh, I could sort of help and assist and serve. So I saw Big D with a barbecue that needed a hand, um, just chopping or cooking onions. And I later found out that People have been waiting 15 years just to even get the barbecue utensils just to serve the barbecue. That's a bit of a process, but he was, he was chatting to me about that. I learned, like, I can go when when Luke Bird was kicking the ball, I can catch the ball back and kick it back just to create a bit of, uh, save a bit of time. And all that sort of de- develops a good relationship, you know, and they really they see you and they go, oh, this guy actually, he, he loves serving, loves being here. He's not out for himself. Yeah. So that took a good two or three years. Yeah, you know, just to develop and and have put that trust into staff, and then after a while, then you know, I just sort of I felt like I was part of the I was originally originally, but I felt like I was in, you know? yeah. And so, um, like, and we didn't even talk about Christianity then. It was yeah. just more serving, and that's what I feel like. Jesus's walk was all about his his actions he did to people rather than what he said, you know, yeah. and the, and could be the opposite too, like what his his parables that he said were all were all impacting, but it's just the way he lived his life.
0: What's the um, big picture look like? You talk about um, you know, your role at the club now, but in an ideal world, it, does the game, does sport in Australia need to change much? Is it like I know it's very accepting now of you know all different yeah. beliefs and faiths, but is is there anything that you see in ten years' time that will be different to what it is now? Are you comfortable with how things are looking?
1: Well, that's a very big question. Yeah, yeah definitely, it's evolved. the The being space is huge because now they accommodate for a lot of stuff off-field to, to to accommodate the f- or to help the athlete on-field. I think the game's changing. Um, yeah, uh, it's a big question because I, I can't think five years from now because I think there'll be a lot more involved, there'll be a lot more science involved in it. There'll be a lot more. All
0: right, let's let's narrow it down then. Okay. What, what about Georgie Danzi in five years' time?
1: Oh, Georgie De- so I'm, I'm doing a sports what's psychology your, course. What's, yeah, okay. So yeah. I'm doing a sports psych, a certificate in sports psych at the moment, just enrolled. I've just finished a counselling, so a lot for for George Danzi, uh, it's more to do with, um, with more coaching one on one and yeah, um, nice. and helping not just athletes but people in general. Yeah. I actually feel like there's a gap between a person and trying to find their destiny, it yeah, could be their calling, could be their job. So walking that out with them, um, what what, what floats their boat, and um, sort of walking that journey out with them because I feel like. The best thing for me, is standing back and realizing, like oh, that, that, oh, that's so good. He's actually found what he, what he likes. Yeah. you know,
0: and I think coaching's going to evolve as well. I think that space in terms of, um, <laughs> the, the you know, that mental yeah, emotional yeah. space. And I, I was at a seventy fifth anniversary of Paramount Eels uh, this week, and they were talking about Jack Gibson as a coach and how he understood and cared for each individual more about their, their own personal well-being than they did about their football and i think that's what makes you know coaching so special i think in, in a few years time coaches going understand that more and more that it's not so much just about generic coaching like it doesn't you could be the best tactical coach in the world but it's about understanding how to work different personalities yeah. and characters and how to shape them and and be a life coach um and you know to this day they're they'll say until jack gibson died they, they still would call in first point of call every time they went through something in in their life which That's, I think that's what draws the best out of players. Yeah. Yeah. And you work in your space. You can kind of be in that conduit between, you know, if a coach struggles in that, you know, they might need someone like you to go, listen, okay, I'm coaching the team. I'm I'm all about tactics, but where can you come in? And it's where you can help find a solution, get the players at where they're at, understanding. Things that maybe the coaching staff won't, won't yeah. pick up, and I think that's a big space in, in sport that is going to get bigger. and yeah, bigger. Yeah, I think
1: so too. Because like you got to f- you figure out how they f- like how they work, how they what makes them tick. Yeah, what makes them what makes them don't tick. What what actually infuriates them. Um, what actually you know sort of those things you no one would know. You're c- totally correct, and I think um, I, I I actually love that space because you, you can figure out oh, okay that's why because then you you track it back to maybe. Um, younger years, family situations, all that sort of stuff, and you can see like, oh, okay, there's a there's a lesson to be learned here somewhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. And mate, I just want to talk about. I was talking about Parramatta earlier, right? And your one one of your mates is a uh, is a former player at the at the club, Jason Stewart. He mentions that um you've probably put on a few kilos since he <laughs> since he left the place. Hey, what's what's your what's your feedback today?
1: Oh, uh, you know, he's always being the guy that's that's always said, huh? Oh, wouldn't you believe it? Right on time, right on cue. Lunch on that particular <laughs> week.
0: There was there was a <laughs> while there where you were turning up oh. to training on the occasions where, where lunch was provided.
1: It, it was, and I it wasn't it wasn't coincidence. It was just the timing <laughs> that was perfect, and you could smell the barbecue from a block oh. away, and it was unbelievable.
0: S- speaking of those barbecues. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rest of his sold, Big D. Big D He used to run the barbecues for us. Correct. He, um, I saw some pretty ordinary things in that barbecue. Bar. <laughs> there was times where he had about six frozen patties, like pieces of chicken, they're frozen together, and he's trying to defrost it by rubbing it onto the barbecue. It was I'm, I've never seen anything like it. Oh. And the other thing he used to do was he used to make this red wine juice that he says like soak all the meat in. And the way he used to do it was pretty much squeeze tomato and barbecue sauce into a tin of water. Then scrape the black the, oh, the off the Barbie and chuck it, in there and then just whisk it all together. <laughs> uh, it was
1: pretty, That's your gravy. Yeah, oh, what was your chicken thistle gravy on there? A, what a legend! Oh uh, yeah, uh, no the 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 food is is yeah. The time when I there was a period there where they're all they were all into me. Oh free <laughs> food, which again it helps. Like you gotta like helps to the to are. Exactly, and if you don't know how to deal with it, like you, you'll be found out real quick. But I, I love it. I, I actually think
0: once you start getting bantered like that and start getting teased, that's when you, that's their way of accepting yeah. you. It's a team's yeah. way of saying you're one really. of us now. Because let me tell you, everyone in <laughs> that team is getting sprayed and teased at some stage. <laughs> and it just, um, it's almost endearing. It's kind of like an athlete's way of showing affection is by yeah. te- teasing you. And yeah. I used to say to people all the time, if I tease you, so I'm, I'm teasing you because I actually like you. Yeah. If I didn't like you, I probably wouldn't tease you because I wouldn't feel comfortable doing mm, spot it. Spot on. Absolutely um, spot on. That's sport, yeah. I guess. All right. Let's, back to Easter, mate. So Easter Sunday, we obviously, we're obviously, we're winding down now. So it's the end of Easter. Tomorrow is obviously going to be Easter, Easter Monday. Monday. Now, the sale on Easter eggs will start <laughs> half price. You're walking down Coles. Now, do you have a favorite flavor of Easter eggs? Is there, you mentioned you like bounty chocolates, no, but well, what about yeah, Easter eggs?
1: Easter eggs, it's the one with the cream in the middle. Cadbury cream egg? Yes. Oh, oh, how did you know oh, that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry, mate. I'm a connoisseur. <laughs> I, uh, oh, I yeah. I
0: used to um when I used to live with my I used to live with my brother Johnny and my cousin Eddie, so we used to live together. And when you're when you're living at home, you are very restrictive what like going to Woolworths, was yeah. you know, you didn't get to choose what you going nah. to buy. So when I had that freedom of living outside of my house as a twenty one year old, I used to go to Woolies and just love buying things that I never bought before when I was living with my parents. <laughs> And Easter eggs was a big one, so I remember the first Easter I had the be out. I would have spent about two hundred dollars on Easter eggs. No, you did not. And I had this big glass bowl on my on my um on my coffee table. I thought it'd be good for decoration. I'm just gonna have it full of these different Easter eggs and something there to eat. Like if, I'll have one and two here and there, but I just want to look cool. Like it looks mad. I reckon it lasted about two and a half days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, i have never
0: eaten so much chocolate in my life. Just it, was, it couldn't help. It was right in front of me. I'll try it.
1: You're a you're a bad influence because even your I remember going to your apartment. I think you were, you were staying with Johnny at the time, and you had this big tub of Nutella.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was given that by Italian restaurant.
1: I had to go went went and searched for one, like just because yeah. after that, because I'm like I want one of them. Yeah, it was it was inc- it was like literally a good sized <laughs> yeah. Nutella jar. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> Ooh, oh yeah. Yeah,
1: but so um, here's another question: Do you reckon they keep the Easter eggs like? Stored for every year, Ooh, like because I'm like that's
0: controversial, man. I don't want I don't want to think about that because
1: I'm only saying that because we had um Easter eggs in our cup pantry from last year and we just chucked it out the other day. So I'm thinking, are they still good or try <sighs> to get fresh ones or I don't
0: know. Yeah, so I, I, I want to believe that they're fresh out of yeah, the the, the Cadbury Easter duck or well, especially the cream chicken right. or whatever laid it. <laughs> But yeah, the Kirby Cream eggs are good. There's actually, mate, the the variety is no. insane right now, mate. Okay. You walk through that, it's there's half a aisle now of Easter eggs. You can just really? you can get lost in it, and it's a beautiful place to get lost. Let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Georgie, we're so grateful you came in, mate. Like honest, like I said, I know it's we're calling you a special guest, but the reality is, um, you're you're part of the family here, and we're very lucky to have you on board, and. Your insight, I guess, is such a big one, especially in the spirit of sport. The spirit of sport is obviously a show where we're trying to show, um, you know, the, the relationship between, you know, faith and sport and and the, the partnership that can play. But your role in doing what you do, I know you're a chaplain of the Paramount Eagles, but like I said at the start of the show, there's people from South Africa that you're so connected with. People in America, athletes in America that you work closely with. They're, they're all over the world. Japan, France, England, like they're just all over the world. And you, you're such a connect. you connect everyone so well um, and you know, we're so honoured to have you at Parramatta Eagles, but also we taking the show today. Enjoy your Easter eggs tomorrow, mate. Yeah,
1: happy Easter, everybody. We're Thanks for you. having me.
0: And yeah, exactly like Georgie said, happy Easter, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week on the Spirit of Sport.
1: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. ba da ba Available after 10.30 a.m. for a limited time only.